Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake. That's a lie. BJ Shea is on assignment. Oh. Nope, but on the boards is his son, Joey D. Save him. Where is he? <laughs> I don't know Save where he him. is. You're the one who should know, right? Oops. Oh, well. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to us on today's show. We will talk with Gareth Von Kallenbach. We will get his holiday gift guide, some of the cool things that you can fit under the tree or however you celebrate and get gifts. We will talk a little Watchmen. We'll talk a little Silicon Valley. We'll talk a little Mandalorian. <laughs> and then, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Dot com. Logs, podcasts, and more! More? Woo. More! <laughs> or just type in BJ Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, as well as iTunes and the Radio.com app to find us. Yes. Easy. And uh, yeah, super easy to do. And one of those things that I love for you to do out there, and I've said it many times, is give us a five-star review and some words of encouragement on ye old Apple podcasts. And if you take a screenshot and send it to us, a couple of uh, the people have, I have a giant long box of comic books that I got from our friend Ethan HD because he started that Indiegogo fund to uh, keep uh, Destiny City Comics in Tacoma, Washington uh, going. And so I have this huge long box of comics. And so if you send us a screenshot screenshot or just let us know that you uh, left a five-star review and tell us your username so we can verify all of that we'll send you one of those comics with a little placard that we have all signed and uh then uh yeah then we'll feel good and you'll feel good you'll get a random comic and it'll not be sullied by our signatures but you'll still have something from us it's a win-win absolutely uh we need to talk with mr gareth von kallenbach because it is the gift giving season and every year over at skewed and reviewed they do the holiday gift gift guide, and there's some really interesting things that I wanted to talk to him about this uh, this uh, year. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Review, that is SKNR.net, and Gareth, you have the Holiday Gift Guide, which is an awesome way for people to get some ideas about what they want to give out there uh, for maybe maybe for family, maybe for a loved one, but also uh, you know for yourself, and one of the things that really got me interested is that you see a lot of stuff from Razer, including, you know, mice and keyboards and a lot of that. But on the gift guide, which you can find at SKNR.net, there's a microphone that looks like a really neat microphone for streamers. Yes, that's the Razer Sirene X. And the great thing about it is it's USB um, equipped, so you don't have to do a fancy setup for it. You just plug it into the USB and off you go. Um you can put it on your desktop very easily. It's very sensitive in terms of you don't have to be like the old, uh, you know, singers and broadcasters where you're basically eating the microphone right up against the thing. Oh, or you yeah. have to put the little spit guard over it. You can put <laughs> it on your desk and sit back and do your bit, and it's still going to pick it up just fine. And, you know, this is very popular because most of the headsets have really good microphones in them but there are some people that just don't want to have that little uh thing sticking out or you can retract it but they say oh it's not as good and then we've seen the bone microphones this is just great because you can have it there and you don't have to worry about it now yes if you're used to like uh, an open mic you're fine if you're used to you know push to talk you may have to make sure that it is on push to talk because it will pick up 
everything around you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, especially being told, hey, dinner's ready, come downstairs, or I'm ready to go, Let, you know, we, you're done with the game. But from a streaming aspect, it's very good because um, it allows you to have some flexibility because you have a lot of people that'll have like a camera mounted on top of their monitor or their gaming console. Absolutely. And you don't want to be sitting there with the headset on going, Hi, welcome to my show. Click, click, you know, like this. You can have your headset on if that's what you want to do. But the great thing is you can be back a little more. You can be in a more natural posture, especially if you're doing extended gaming sessions. You don't have, if you want to, you know, run with speakers and a streaming mic versus the headphones, you can do that. And that's the great thing about it. And it's not just for games, but if you want to do podcasting, if you want to do uh, pre-recorded things to add into YouTube, you know, a lot of people, um, I've always, you know, admired how they do this, where they'll take something on video and record it, and then they'll take an audio track and record it and put it in with that, and then they'll take pre-recorded video clips uh, from, like, third-party sources and stick them in, and I just sit there and go, I would not have the patience to sit there and spend, you know, 90 minutes, two hours, three hours, mixing and editing. I prefer the get it right, sit down, you know, do it live and done. If you goof up, oh, yeah. stop and record again. But see, the beauty of it is it allows you to do that or it allows you to do other stuff. So, you know, you find your level of comfort. It's just going to record what you tell it to and go from there. That is perfect. Now, what was the name of that uh, Razer microphone again? Cyrens, S-E-I-R-E-N-X. Perfect. Uh, thank you so much on that one. And I know people can find it at SKNR.net. Now, another thing besides, you know, just like streaming and gaming and all of the different peripherals and all the fun games and stuff that you have on there. There was one that I thought that, uh, thought that was super interesting was the security aspect of stuff. And on your holiday gift guide for this year, you have the Firewalla, which is a it's a separate firewall that you plug in, correct? Correct. It's a okay. portable firewall, and the great thing about it is it's a small uh, square device that comes in red and blue, and it's a portable firewall. And people go, okay, well, that's nice. How does this work? So I can give you a very good example. Uh, we recently took a trip. We were in different hotels. You're on the public Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you had rainy days where your activities were curtailed. You were spending a lot of time inside a, you know, a hotel. <laughs> yeah. So... Let's, you know, standard stuff with your phone, with your laptop, you're going in and doing work. You're going into your website and posting. You're going to the bank and putting in, you know, transferring money between accounts or making sure that various deposits got there, whatever. Um, anybody on the Wi-Fi could get in there and get that information. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, you know, look at a hotel. You're all on the same network. There's, what, 300 people, I guess, at any given time potentially sometimes more, sometimes less, but a large number of people that are on there. Well, anybody who wants to steal information pretty much can figure out, hey, if I sit outside a or sit in a restaurant at a hotel, public area, you know, I can grab these things. It's where they always say with the RFID, mm -hmm. watch out for people in public areas. So the great thing about this is basically you just, it's easy to set up. You just plug it in. And then you plug your devices into it, and it sets up a portable firewall. Wow. And it gives you that extra level of um, security. And the great thing about it is it's not just for travel. It's for people, you know, you'll get some people that say, 
you know, I, I'm from the day where people used to hate firewalls on their cable. I remember when they went from dial-up to cable and uh, DSL, people were always terrified about a cable internet connection because sometimes they'd go to play a game online and it wouldn't go through the firewall. Yep. And they'd have to call their provider and they'd say, oh, you want to open ports, blah, 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 and blah, 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 <laughs> oh, because man. this is what the... Yeah. yeah, you're like totally yeah, just bringing exactly. up like just like and old memories for me on that one. <laughs> so what would happen? People would say, oh, I don't want to deal with that. I'm just going to disable the firewall while I'm playing. Well, <laughs> then mm-hmm. you basically rang the dinner bell and said, come get me. This is another way to take care of that problem for people that go, hey, you know what? I'm going to log into the bank or I'm going to be doing this or you know, think about other things we don't even think about. Comic book uh, writers, authors, uh, video game developers, um, studio people working on script. I and mean, we all know the, the script for the new Star Wars film was found <laughs> under a bed because someone left it there. Yeah. These are all things that are pretty helpful because now you can say, look, even if you're completely inept and you have no way of setting up any kind of firewall or protection, plug this in and plug your computer into it before you go online, problem solved. That is amazing. And also I noticed something looking up this online because, I mean, like the best part about what you have with the holiday gift guide is you have links right to them so you can go and check out more information was the fact that you can add parental controls with this as well. Exactly. And that's a great thing as well because we all know kids like to go to places they're not supposed to go (laughs) and it's not just in the gaming arena. (laughs) Yeah, right. I love it, man. And again, that's an easy thing to uh, like. just plug in. It's super uh, simple, and it's one of those things that nowadays, I mean, even before you wanted some security, but at this point in time in our lives, and I think just with how prevalent the internet is everywhere, you want that extra level of security. Oh, you have to, because every single thing about your life is right there. You know, especially consider your phones. You've got Everything, you know, you've got Mm -hmm. your banks, you've got your social networks, your phone numbers, your work contact information, you know, website access on and on and on. And let's also forget your browsing history, your purchase history, so on and so forth. These are things that people might want to have and uh, probably shouldn't have your driver's (laughs) license numbers, social security numbers. I mean, it's just it's crazy out there. And, uh, you know, I, I was thinking, too, about things like conventions that are coming up like e3 and comic-con and stuff like that oh now, yeah um you don't think it happens because but they probably because they have such ridiculous amounts of security but i thought about it going what about the studios that have a hard drive that's got their presentation on it of here's the trailer that we're going to debut here's the artwork where we're, we're going to debut i've often wondered do they have people that are sitting there you know, constantly trying to hack these things to say, oh, wow, I just got into the, you know, so-and-so's database and I've got the new trailer. It's, <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, it's never happened yet. But you but, don't know. Hey, I just watched the la- the season finale of Silicon Valley, and you know what? In- the entirety of that show was about people trying to steal everyone else's uh, secrets, so it stands to reason that this is based on a little bit of reality at least. Right. And at the very least, again, it is something like that where you've got 80 to 100,000 people. Somebody could be sitting there going, okay, uh, let me start. Oh, or, oh, rival, you know, here, here's a fine one with what we do. Rival media outlet got into said panel that I didn't get into. Oh, let yeah. me see if I could, you know, let me see if I can get in there. And, oh, look at this. Here's all the pictures and the audio. Now, 
obviously you would run into copyright issues and stuff like that. But if you were to see the pictures, you could say at Comic-Con, blah, blah, blah. We learned that blah, 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 and just send it up before they get a chance to, oh, look at this. And you have to defend your sources. Uh, They have to remain anonymous. And, of course, it's you hacking the system. Exactly. And, you know, and it, it just gets it gets crazy. It does. And I think a security is a super huge thing. So that's why something like this is really pretty cool. Uh, again, Firewalla is one of the amazing things, one of the many things that are on the SKNR.net website. Skewed and Reviewed's Holiday Gift Guide. You can find that. You can find games. You can find so much more right there. Thank you so much, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Thank you so much, Gareth. Again, SKNR.net to get that gift guide. And he's he forgot the big, big one. Uh-oh, what's and that? And actually, at uh, RoxEQT, tweeted it out. It says, when it comes to gifts, I'm easy to buy for. I want what every woman wants, a domesticated raccoon that is willing to assist me with petty crimes. Wow, really? Yeah, that's all I want. Does he have a rocket? <laughs> I mean, he can. Sweet. It's see, not a requirement, but I'm down. Now, see, we've got, like, where I live, we have a family of raccoons. Yay! Um, well, I mean, not Uh-oh. so much, Jay. Between them and the squirrels, like, we have to stop feeding the birds mm-hmm. because they get they keep breaking into all sorts of different things and getting all, like, the, the bird seed and all that stuff. And they're not really, I mean, if you can train it at a young age, serve, sure, yes. Vicky, but also, like... Didn't you, like, do a project where you were dressed up as a raccoon? Oh, yes. Um. <laughs> Roscoe the Junkyard Cat, our buddy mm-hmm. uh, Ken with, uh, previously from Dead Drift, mm-hmm. and Penny Palabras, he did uh, he did one that's going to be going out there. He did a yeah. pilot for that. Yeah, we did a pilot episode for that. It was so much fun. I <laughs> was you dressed uh, up as a little tiny raccoon? Vinny the raccoon. I was a gangster, kind of from Jersey, which is funny because I can't do a Jersey accent. I just noticed. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so check out, if you just type in Roscoe uh, the Junkyard Cat on... Uh, YouTube, you can find, I think you can find the pilot, or at least uh, Roscoe the Junkyard Cat on mm-hmm. Facebook. Yes. It'll be there. Uh, as well as, by the way, check out Ken's project, uh, Enter the Mind Dungeon. Yeah. Which I actually got to be fortunate enough to be part of the table read to kind of help him, you know, figure really? out the script. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I know what the story is going to be about and how it goes. And I love it because it centers around D&D, which I've mm-hmm. been getting super deep into recently. I mean, I, I have been for a long time, but at the same point, kind of, it's been revitalized. And uh, he does some really fun stuff. And this looks like a really neat project that he's going to yeah. be doing on that. It's going to be a whole movie. So it's 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 basically talking about AODDS or adult onset Dungeons and Dragons syndrome, which is a growing danger in the United States. So every day more adults are picking up sets of uh, polyhedral dice and rolling stat arrays to create new characters to role play. And Dr. Leo Flynn is a theoretical psychologist running a study on the ever increasing threat to our way of life. So it's basically a documentary uh, document, a tree kind of series following a group of six players that are like addicted to it. I love it. It is Fantastic. So if you can just check out their post uh, if you just enter the Mind Dragon on Facebook and kind enter of. Enter the Mind Dungeon? Did I say dragon? Yeah, dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at. I'm also looking at dragons. Sorry. It's a dangerous drinking game. Every time they roll, die. Oh, geez. Whoa. No, don't do that. No, no, yeah. no. Uh, let's talk some television. Uh, now, coming up this Sunday is the last episode of Watchmen on HBO. Now, this has been, uh, they say it's the ending of season one, but it. I'm pretty sure that this is going to be an all-included story. Right. So right before Watchmen actually aired, uh, Damon Lindelof, uh, Lindelof, I can't even say it. I think he got there. Yeah. Uh, He actually uh, (laughs) talked about how it was going to, what it's all going to happen. He says, like, I'm not being flippant when I say the answer is one, as in terms of how many seasons this story has. 
Um, he says, uh, does this does that mean that there isn't going to be any more Watchmen? Not necessarily. Does that mean that I will be working on sub subsequent seasons of Watchmen? I don't know is the answer to that question. We designed these nine episodes to be as self-contained as the original 12 issues. We wanted to feel like there was a sense of completeness to resolve the existential mystery at hand. Obviously, there is a potential promise for the future further exploration of the world, but like the seasons of Leftovers that I did as opposed to Lost, which was designed to have cliffhanger finales and a promise of future storytelling. So there is not going to be a cliffhanger. This is a contained story. Story. Which is needed for this. Yes. Yeah. Like, and that was a, not this last episode, which really kind of uh, it helped figure out what was going on uh, with the previous episode. The previous episode was where we saw. That was a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah like, a- Angela kills Calvin. And then we see the blue glow and like, what the hell's going on? And I was real. I was late watching it. And Vicky just every single day was like, have you, you seen the episode yet? Have you seen it yet? Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Text me when you watch it. And, no, and it was like, I'm like, okay, oh, uh, slow your roll, short ball. Like, there's, <laughs> there's seriously no way it's going to be this good. And like, after I watched it, it was just like, I think the text I sent you was just like, whoa. And I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. This, I didn't think it would go the way it went. Like this whole season, like. When you're looking at it and it's like, oh, it's set in this time. Like, I think it actually said it's in either 2018 or 2019. Yes. Like, 30 years far gone from all of this. I thought it would have literally nothing to do with any of those original Watchmen characters. And the way that they've uh, they've woven in all of, like, the old characters with Ozymandias, with Which Silk Spectre, <laughs> with, like, all of these different characters. It's I'm like, this is... This is frankly amazing. On top of like the references to like the comedian, for example, they've mentioned it multiple times for different reasons yeah. and it works. And same with Rorschach, like the impact he had on the world. And it's kind of weird when people are like, yeah, Rorschach is a, is a good guy. Why are you making it look bad? I'm like, well, for one, anybody can take a concept or an idea and turn it into something horrible. Exactly. But Rorschach wasn't necessarily a good guy. He fought for the side of good, but he wasn't a good guy. He wasn't a hero. It was one of those, uh, if you look at like, uh, we were just talking about Dungeons and Dragons, but you look at the Dungeons and Dragons alignment chart, he would be chaotic good. Yes. He has his own code that he adheres to, mm-hmm. but a lot of the times he's not doing good things, just what he feels are good things right like uh, somebody even pointed out it's like do you think he would he's a good guy for in that horrible scene where he finds the remains of the little girl mm-hmm. uh, in the movie and in the comic uh, and he kills the guy and he kills the dogs it's like if he was really a good guy would he have killed the dogs the dogs didn't right. have anything to do like with the it dogs don't kill dogs. right exactly so off. it's just like maybe he's not necessarily a good guy i mean is he a very vital and important character hell yeah he is mm-hmm. and has some great lines but not a good guy. <laughs> yeah, this the the penultimate episode, the one that was this last week, mm-hmm. kind of it wraps up a lot of questions that are leading towards this finale. And like going back to like Ozzy Mendez, like where the hell is he? Because I thought he was still on Earth. Well, and I thought he was on Mars, mm-hmm. but it turns out, you know, like John, Dr. Manhattan isn't even on Mars himself. So it was just like just the way that they're weaving this is just blowing my mind mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah, it, I mean, I loved it. And to be honest, this is one of the uh, shows that surprised me the most because it doesn't really sell itself in the trailers. Truth. Which is necessary because mm-hmm. the whole show is almost like watching a Game of Thrones season in the sense that there's a bunch of different story arcs told all at different times, but they all are woven together so well you can completely follow it. I would never have expected at the end of this episode to think that this was a love story. Good call. Which is very yeah. interesting. And it absolutely 100% is. Yeah, because it's, it's, do- it's what would God do, right? 
in a world where he wants to be human. Yeah. Right. And it even it's even uh, self-referential in that because she was even talking about Zeus yeah. like coming down as like a swan and stuff right. like that. So it's like one of those things where you're like, yeah, like how would how would a god deal with knowing everything all at once and that like not being human and going from being human because he originally was to becoming a god to wanting that just that uncertainty. And I think what I mean, because some people are like, well, if he's a god, why does he want love? Why does he want this or that? It's like because he was human at one point. Exactly. He remembers it. Yeah. And he, that's always the big funny thing. Like, oh, you haven't seen the preacher, but it's that same idea that God, <laughs> God constantly wants love. He created yeah. humans because he wants love. And it's just like that was that episode. I thought I was going to hate it because I'm like, oh, we're doing the flashback thing where we right. get no information. But I loved Dr. Manhattan's mm. character. And normally the worst character in any series is that Superman character who mm-hmm. just can do whatever they want. But his portrayal is so much better than the movie, in my opinion, because he's more human. Yeah. And, and, th- and that's another thing, too, that this doesn't disregard the movie, mm-hmm. but it is focused on the lore that was built in the comics. Yeah. So if you had issues with the the movie, and I know plenty of people did. Which was silly. Yeah. It was basically word for word from the comics for the exception of the giant squid. Yeah. And, and then the dark the dark freighter or whatever, the, and, and the it, comic book. It kind of makes sense if you look back, you know, 10 years ago when the movie came out, having a giant squid in like a superhero movie isn't going to necessarily make sense. And it's going to lead to more questions than answers because it was just a, what, two-hour movie at most. Right. You can't explain a lot of that stuff without it being just like dumb exposition where you're just sitting with that. And that's not what this the, this show, this movie, this comic book should ever be about. Yeah, because I love the idea, like in the movie, like just finding out at the very end what was all actually going on. And I don't know if you noticed this, but in this last episode, it was kind of great. Um, the, the One of the biggest things, and I, since I'm such a big villain fan, when Ozymandias is confronted in the comics and even in the movie, and I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it now, but he's <laughs> talking to uh, Night Owl and Rorschach, Mm -hmm. and he's monologuing and he's like well we've come to stop you and he's like do you think I would let you stop me this has already happened 30 this happened 30 minutes ago when Dr. Manhattan comes it's like hey could you make this thing for me he's like Silly boy, I, I made this thirty years ago, right. and it was that the the stopper yep, for yep. his powers. It's like Ozymandias was essentially, and I mean Night Owl was more kind of like the allegory to Batman, and that ends. Mm-hmm. But he like he Ozymandias had a contingency plan for everything. So I just love that. And even I love the fact that like Dr. Manhattan was super cool with like, oh yeah, I'm going to send you to your, you know, Europa and my th- this beautiful place that I've made and I have these people love you. Yeah, and then he gets bored of it, but he's also stuck there because the guy who sent him there now doesn't have any powers. Yeah, like that, he can't get him out. That's the great question, mm. who's smarter? Right, right, yeah. It's so weird because you think about it. He goes, "Why would you take that device that wipes your memory if you think this guy could be potentially uh, willing to harm you or kill you?" Right, and then at the same time, it's like he gets to his quote unquote paradise, and then he goes, "Well, I got to get out of here now." Yeah. <laughs> well, you spend enough time there, and you're like, "Okay, I have these two people that love me unconditionally. Great, but literally, life is the same. Every nobody day. needs me, and that's he needs his needed. quote unquote children." Which mm-hmm. is such a great payoff because then Dr. Manhattan is probably like, well, what'd you think, kid? I built it. Like, you think you know everything and it's cool that you understand what's going on, but I'm literally living these huge, you know, gigantic theoretical ideas, essentially. Which yeah, is crazy. constantly. And the only thing that drives me nuts is that 
And it, even even Dr. Manhattan says, like, this is the most frustrating part about it is that he's living everything all at once. Yeah. So it's kind of weird to have him doing all of that. But then it's like, why don't you know about certain things? Because the powers, he was blocked out of his powers for like that, that what, three-year little block. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, that's a blur. But I'm like, wouldn't you still be able to know that by having the memories of Calvin during that time once you get out of that? It, it, it turns into this weird paradoxical right. brain sort of thing. And like Dr. Manhattan says in the show, it, it's frustrating for me because yeah. I'm like, why wouldn't you? But- I'm wondering, like in my head, the only way that would work is if he's trying to tap into that headspace. And mm-hmm. he can't because there's no receiving end. It's like trying to call a phone, another phone, but that phone's not connected. Yeah. That's the only way I could picture it in my and head. And actually, working. that kind of makes sense to me on yeah. that, if you say it like that. Imagery-wise, it is perfect, too, because when he's in the pool, he's he's the cow body yeah. with the blue, which, and he's like, I don't know what I am right now, because yeah, he's she's literally like, living, but yeah, yeah. I, I love that they never showed his face until like he became cow. Yeah. Which I like, because that would have been weird, but also, it just it, he looks so cool, and I like that he's a black man. Yeah, it's, it's fun to be able to see that in that end, and it's just like, even with just how it is the love story between him and Angela, and it's like, I've loved you, well, when? I've always loved you, and it's right. like, ugh, the whole brain. It's, it's, like just, a, I, it's like, I'm falling in love with you right now, and it's like that moment where she's going <laughs> to go save him. I did like the whole, like, you know, it's 2019, this is not okay, it's your... Appropriating. <laughs> I'm just like, well, he's not wrong. <laughs> All right. So the fi- the finale is happening this Sunday. Oh, it's gonna be good. So stoked for it. We have to see what happens to Doctor Manhattan and the rest of the crew, and uh, with all of that, uh, we do need to move on because. Joe, hi. You said something to me that kind of—I don't want to say—made me mad because <laughs> I'm not going to get mad about this. But you said that you weren't as enthused about the Mandalorian as uh, as everyone else, and I'm trying to figure out why <laughs> here, man. First off, everyone loves Baby Yoda. Everyone loves Baby Yoda. He's okay. I oh. <laughs> right. Baby Yoda's cool. He's mm-hmm. dope. I like him. Okay. Um so my first off, I watched the first couple episodes and I was in my rage dome. I call it the rage dome when I like see a series, <laughs> expect something, don't get what I want, and immediately watch two more episodes and just don't like it. Mm-hmm. But I kind of came to this consensus that, like, one, I never watched Westerns when I was younger. And this okay. clearly has a heavy influence off of that shooter Western style. Absolutely. So that kind of disconnects for me because I don't necessarily understand his actions because of it. Mm-hmm. The second thing I realized is this is also on Disney Plus, and the story arc is supposed to be very Western-like, meaning that they're one-off episodes. They're not a yes. big, deep storyline in the Star Wars universe, which is mm-hmm. what I've been screaming for since Rogue One. I'm like, why are we doing all of these stories we already know? Can we go into the universe and get a deep, you know, rich story from that? I don't know why I expected it. It was not smart because, of course, I got this bad taste in my mouth when every episode is him just traveling, having some characters involved with him for an episode and then leave. And it's, yeah, it's that sort of like looking up after what happens when the Empire falls after uh, Return of the Jedi and how most of it is lawless, especially out in these far out reaches of uh, the the galaxy. And even in this last episode, I know, Vicky, you haven't seen it yet, Mm -hmm. um, but the last episode returns them to Tatooine. And so you get to kind of see how all of these things are working out in that end. And but essentially they are one offs. The overarching story is that we've got the Mandalorian and the child and they're running around. But each one is kind of a genre take or even a movie take. Like you'll see like the Seven Samurai slash Magnificent Seven in some of them. The good, the bad, the ugly kind of sort of type in that. 
And, you know, I was going to be mad at you at that, but then you mentioned <laughs> the fact that you don't necessarily know what's like you weren't into the Westerns. No, no, and not at all. Because your father really necessarily wasn't into those. So he was super into the sci fi stuff. And then it made me realize it's like, yeah, I grew up watching a lot of Westerns with my grandfather. And so this kind of fits into, and plus the steampunk vibe with me anyway is going to be getting Oh, yeah. So I'm like all in on all of these. And it's like super fun on that end. But if it's not necessarily something that you're going to be vibing with, I can see why you're not as enthused about it as I am. Yeah. And I mean, the characters are bubbly. You know, in a good, in like a happy, good mm-hmm. way, and that's not bad at all necessarily. But in my head, I want the sto- show to be a little bit darker. I want it to be yeah. more about the Mandalorian than it is about Baby Yoda, and it's not. Which again isn't a problem. It's not anything wrong with the series. It's just that when I watch it, I just don't get what I want. You know, so you just sit there and you're like, "Well, I mean, I guess it's a Star Wars show for me, but it's really a Star Wars show for you, yep, <laughs> and, and for me." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's I, and that's another thing that I, we've tried to uh, like uh, bring back to all of this. I mean, the episodes are short, so you, at least you're not like wasting your life watching yeah. them. But yeah. at the same point, if it's something that doesn't resonate with you, there's so much geeky stuff out there. You really don't have to watch it. And that's the thing, and that's what annoys me in my own head because I have to go think about that. I'm like, I don't mind this existing if I didn't choose to watch it. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, then yeah, I wouldn't yeah. care. But but when I hear in my head, oh my God, I'm getting a $20 million an episode Disney Plus Star Wars series, I immediately think, well, there's I'm never going to get what I want now kind of a thing because I'm not <laughs> watching what I want. But the reality of it is this is probably going to have a lot of seasons. And I can only imagine yeah. when Baby Yoda gets bigger no. into the story arc. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never. It's going to get he's really good. He's not going to be Teenage Groot. <laughs> I refuse. Vicky's just like, I want Baby Yoda to I be wa- BB forever. I want to say Baby Yoda forever. <laughs> and so, yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't care about any of the characters. I really don't care that much about the Mandalorian. Like, Baby Yoda's cool, but, I mean, he can't say anything. <laughs> he's at, a baby. Yeah. And at this point in time, I think that they're really isn't necessarily a lot of character development, um, which could be a detriment to it, but it's the first season. I think they're getting you acquainted to how the universe works now post-Empire and before any Republic starts starts to get going. So, like, I can kind of see it on that end. If it doesn't resonate with you... Cool. Yeah, like you know, there's so much stuff out there that you can still watch. And yeah, exactly. Have, yeah, Disney Plus. You can watch all the Star Wars movies that <laughs> yes, way before I the movie may comes. Have done that during Thanksgiving. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, just the original three on that yeah. one. And I mean, of course, I'm still going to watch it because because I've committed five episodes and there's only eight or something. Right. right? Exactly. So. Like it ends like either right after or right before Christmas. So just keep watching it. And this, we'll we'll tell you how uh, you feel afterwards. <laughs> and again, as it turn as it turns out in this day and age, if you put twenty million dollars into an episode, it looks beautiful. Still looks good enough to watch. You know what's really fun? To watch it in Ultra HD on your gigantic full screen, you know, television at home like I maybe do all the time. Honestly, this is one of those shows you can probably watch in the background and just rewind if you want to see a cool battle scene. Yeah. A lot of the times, yeah, I can kind of see that. But at the same point, uh, once all the episodes are going to come out, I'm going to binge it all the way through mm-hmm. to see how it stands up as a like a four hour or however many, you know, uh, long it is. Uh, like a full series type thing like see, that. I'm going to do that with Watchmen once it's all done because I need to see what parts I miss. Ooh. Like there's details where I'm like, wait, how, what, what, dang it, how did I not catch that? <laughs> and you know, to that point, Rev, you might, that actually what did pop into my head and which kind of calmed my nerves a little bit too is it's not, and there's no you know chance of luck that it released at the same time that the Disney Plus app released mm-hmm. as its like f- platform. It may not have been complete. 
They may yeah. have had to rush a lot of it because the episodes are shorter than you would expect even for this show. And they're kind of all over the place. Like one of them was 40, one of them was like 26 minutes, and yeah. another one's like a half hour. Like So it is all over the place, and I think it will fit out to be something along the lines of maybe like maybe like four hours or like five hours or something like that, which it sounds insane to talk about when people are complaining about like three-hour movies. Yep. But, I mean, it's at home. You can take a break. You can go to the bathroom whenever you want. You're I not going to miss anything. I still have to watch The Irishman because I heard it was so good, and that's a three-hour and 25-minute yeah. When you're talking about un- uh, like unenthousi- uh, unenthusiastic <laughs> about something like yep. that, gangster movies, I'm kind of like, I know. I, that, I'm the same way, but that's the funny part. <laughs> I could sit here and watch Watchmen for nine hours and be like, oh my God, I, you got nine more? Yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, three hours is something that I haven't seen what, an hour yet. Ooh. What, you mean uh, You mean geeks might have different tastes about different things? Right? <laughs> so I'm trying to turn a new leaf. No raging, just wow. casual, right? You know nice. what? Not for me, but I appreciate what they're doing. Yeah, we'll see how that happens in the new year. <laughs> I will admit, though, people need to calm down a little bit on this Baby Yoda. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Need to calm down the about only us t- calming down about Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda has to eat in every scene he's in. That's the only <laughs> thing he's allowed to do because that is funny and adorable. Dude, all the and memes all the, we're yeah, getting is going to be memes. years and years yeah. of sorry, uh, Kermit. Dr- yeah, sorry, Kermit drinking tea. You've been replaced by Baby Yoda drinking bone broth. Just imagine he says, Daddy, you are? With a question mark and oh, everyone's just going to no. melt and it'll be over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Vicky, before you melt, let's get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, it is Friday, so that does mean movies. Uh, yes. I mean, next week we're going to get a big one. Oh, yeah. Oh. The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, but this week we only have two. Oh, okay. Uh, Jumanji, the next level. Oh, yeah. This has Danny DeVito <laughs> yes. and uh, Danny, oh, the... It, uh, it's the whole new Jumanji idea where it's mm-hmm. a video game and people get into the video game characters. But from what I understand, these are different c- people now into the characters. So they're the same actors, but they're playing different characters within yeah. their bodies. Danny Glover. Yeah, so they're playing the old people like the grandpas uh-huh. that are now taking over the roles and being like The Rock and right. uh, the other characters. And That's amazing. I think Danny DeVito or The Rock plays Danny DeVito, which like <laughs> is like, so they, weird. All the pictures of him and Danny DeVito together because he's like five foot. He's a tiny man. He's smaller than me. I know. Uh, like are hilarious <laughs> if you follow either of them online. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of right now, it is getting 69% with a total count of nice. 94. Well, I mean... That's not too bad, and I I didn't even watch the 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 last one, so I, it's not really my wheelhouse. I just think it's a fun concept, but I don't know if I'm gonna see it. Is uh, that bad? Is that bad? No, there's <laughs> one called uh, Black Christmas, which is a horror film. It's nice. only getting forty percent, but there's only five reviews as of yet. I hadn't heard about this movie at all. Uh, but basically, uh, it's uh, all these uh, college, uh, what are they called? Sorority sisters. Yep, that's usually how this works out with horror movies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like you got, you know, your athlete, Mary, Rebel, Chris, you know, oh, Foodie, yeah, Jesse, all the archetypes. And then they're going, they had planned out all their parties for the season, and a black mask stalker begins killing sorority women one by one. And as the body count rises, Riley and her squad start to question whether they can trust any man, including Marty's beta male boyfriend, Nate. Um, and uh, Riley's new crush, Landon, or even esteemed classic instructors like Professor Gelson, which is played by uh, Carrie Eels, Eels, Elwes, Elwes. Yeah, the the guy who was in Jigsaw, or not Jigsaw, but Saw, Saw. like the first one. Like he was one of the guys and in the uh, Princess Bride, and yeah! he was in the latest season of Stranger Things. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's right. 
Uh, but yeah, so they got to discover the killer. It kind of gives me like that scream vibe, mm-hmm. like in the sense it's probably going to be like the person you least expect. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to land based all of those different things or if they're going to take it as a general just sort of horror vibe on that. And uh, I'm also excited because th- today uh, we get season three of The Runaways. It is oh. the final season, and we've already seen pictures. So they canceled Cloak and Dagger. Mm-hmm. Only went on two seasons, and they've canceled it. Yeah. Um, which I don't know why, if it was because it wasn't that popular, or well, if it's... I've heard that they've actually like closed down the Marvel Studios mm-hmm. television yeah. division. So at this point, like... They're we'll just see. wrapping everything up. I think they're probably, a lot of these they have, like, same with uh, Jessica Jones and Daredevil. They probably have to wait out the license, mm-hmm. and then they could start over. But they're probably going to have to start over, start over, which I hope not, because I love the actors they've already had for all these shows. Runaways is getting one more season, so I'm hoping it wraps up. Elizabeth Hurley apparently is going to be in it, because some of the posters have shown her looking very, very awesome. Nice. Let's just say, yeah, you want to Google that that poster. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is coming out tonight, and they're doing a crossover. I don't know if it's going to be like a crossover season or just a couple crossover episodes, which did happen in the comics, although Cloak and Dagger were much older than you know the kids, but yeah. I like that they're the same age. That's kind of cool on that end. So I'm excited to see that, and when we get back, I will give you guys a review. I love that. So uh, definitely uh, check that out if you're uh, into those. Uh, I know Vicky's going to be super stoked for that. And then, I mean, there's a lot of movies happening, and uh, we will... We'll be off for the Rise of Skywalker, so when we get back in the new year, we'll talk a little bit more about that, so make sure and you send us all of your reviews on that end. And until next time, guys, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to... Go. Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.